0: Again. Look at the turn. Oh, that was brilliant. Look, Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. O'Brien, some candy. And then a goal. Lewis. It's prelim final week and we're back to recap what's been happening with Hawthorne of late. There's been a few big departures, whispers of re-signings and of course we heard from the Prez. Yes, it's another jam-packed talk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason and joining me is my co-host, a man who this
1: week put everyone's least favourite bespectacled journo on blast. G'day, Tiz. Geez, he made it easy though, didn't he? Linking Gunston to every club in the universe and not looking at the contract details. So he's got a radio segment. On the rush hour,
0: where he has to just stroll in, do some of his worst work, and stroll back out. <laughs> That's it. He, he has to be there for about five minutes. Would you put any prep into that, if you knew you were going to get a paycheck anyway? For five minutes? No, you don't get up for five minutes, mate.
1: Mate, come on. He's just strolling out of bed, into the office, which is just the, you know, the couch... And uh, throwing that one in, surely. That's what it is. Why would you care at this point? No, he's up in Queensland enjoying himself. He's obviously distracted by, you know, watching the cats train. We saw images of that the other week with Paddy Dangerfield and Ablet. Oh, so brave at training. So brave. Got a very good relationship with those cats, boys, doesn't he? It's strange. Odd. It irks me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just to catch everyone up to speed, what we're referring to is uh, the idea that there's some uncertainty Supposed uncertainty around Gunston and his future with Hawthorne.
1: Don't know whether you're aware of that, Tiz. I mean, they've got him signing the uh, the letter out to the members, thanking them for the year. And he's on Instagram saying up, onwards and upwards in 2021. And it seems to me he's done his most concerted efforts to get some leadership <laughs> position into next year. But yeah, he's off. That's it. Collingwood are into him, and uh, you just can't deny the collywobbles.
0: Now, you're certainly right. He did do that little sign-off for that member newsletter that was sent out recently. Along with Warple. Along with Warple. But you know what signature I'm interested in? The one that he put down to remain with the club to 2022. Yeah. Like, it's not a news story. Also, it's been reported, you know, Graham Wright said ages ago that we're going to retain Gunston. So Hawthorne want to keep him. Gunston's happy to stay. He's most likely going to be captain, for God's sake. He's just won the PCM. It's Where is this story coming from, other than
1: just idle chatter to fill time on a radio show, is my point. But we're bearing the lead. Our fullback has departed. Premiership fullback. James Frawley, one of my favourites. Foghorn Leghorn. As he's known. Is he
0: one of your favourites because he was infinitely better once he crossed from Melbourne?
1: (laughs) Yeah. When you just see Melbourne tweeted their congratulations to him and and me being the poor... Poor Hawthorne supporter that I am, wrote back, thank you for putting him in cotton wool up forward in 2014. <laughs> 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 very distasteful. But uh, no, he was, he was terrific for us. And those finals, after that first final in Perth, he just turned it on and he kept all his opponents to very low scores. And in that grand final, having heard about how good Josh Kennedy had be that whole week, he did nothing. Completely goalless, no impact. He was a very good player for us, and he just played his role. We didn't put
0: a hell of a lot of pressure on him. There's none of the flashy stuff, none of the glitz and glam about his game. He just, as you say, he played his role. And the only time that supporters would notice him, and this is a credit to him, mind you, is the occasional stuff-up. And I think unfairly he came in for a lot of stick about that. Uh, Supporters gave him a lot of grief, but they all the while didn't realise that 99% 99% of the time, you're not looking at Frawley because he's simply doing his job. That's the point.
1: Yeah, well, that's the that's a lot of a full-back, really. You're the last bloke. If you're watching it go over your head for a goal, you're the easy target for the blame. But, yeah, you're right. Um, a lot of goals are begun much further up the field. It's a chain reaction. But, to me, he's, he's one of our very good recruits, um, topped up at exactly the right moment, and uh, bought that premiership with him. It's really one of the last times that that strategy
0: was working well for Hawthorne, where you bring a player in, you fill a need, and it works perfectly. I I think it's been a while since we've seen that kind of strategy uh, work, to to bring in as much success. I mean, we've certainly tried. I think we're going to have to ditch that strategy now and look more towards the draft. Finally, gravity's got us in this competition. But Frawley was one of the big ones where it's like, wow, okay, well, we targeted this guy. We thought he was a good player. Put him straight in the team. Played a pivotal role in winning our third flag in a row. I mean, that's... That's a huge tick in
1: that box, really. That is a uh, mission-accomplished moment for Hawthorne. Well, that was two in a row. You had McAvoy coming in 2014, Frawley in 15. We were just waiting to see who would pick up in 16.
0: Lake was 2013, his debut year for the Hawks. Yep. So there you go. So, so Hawthorne, you can see why we've sort of clung to this strategy for so long, because, I mean, it's certainly paid off, but it might be time for a bit of a revolution in
1: that regard. Well, there's something to to notice about that too. They're all key position players. Um, I think that's the way to go about that strategy. If you're going to bring in a fellow, I don't think you bring in a small or a, or a midfield player. Um, it, you need to work on the spine. and Because that's generally the spine is what achieves the premiership, how, is what, how I feel about it. And also the defence. I think that's been known for a long time. But what surprised me about Frawley going at this moment is we picked him whenever he was available. There was no sort of drawing the, the curtain on this career early or celebrating him at the end of the year. Uh, I'm not sure whether that indicates that we've got Someone coming or... Or that we've got Faith Aplenty and uh,
0: Cosy and Hartley. It is odd, isn't it? Because when you look at the other retirees of that same kind of era, uh, Porpolo and Stratton, you could say looking back at this season, they really both had that moment where, as you say, I think you put it nicely here, the curtains were being drawn on their careers you got the sense with Popolo okay well I think this might be it we're seeing the end of this career and then with Stratton as well it's like okay well no there's a very good chance he's going to retire at the end of this year we sense that now with Frawley it was up in the air it would not have been a shock to anyone for him to keep going so yeah it it does beg the question what do we have plans what's up our sleeve here because we need
1: a strategy that that's no small loss, James Frawley, to this side. Or has Frawley just decided enough's enough? I just don't have another pre season in me. Thank you. I'm done, which is commendable because I think his body's still in, in decent shape. Well, in any case, we've got some questions to address. Uh, this one from uh, View from the Nosebleed
0: hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod with Frawley going. Does that indicate we are a Happy with McAvoy in defence, B, happy with Cozzie and Hartley to support Frost, or C, chasing someone else. We could be targeting a tour with pick four, but they would be a few years away
1: anyway. Yes, well, it's definitely one of those three, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> McAvoy, fullback? How do you rate that? Are we really still doing that? Well, I mean, he'd be one out at
0: fullback now. It, it's his leg speed. You can't question the guy's physicality or height. He's got the makings of a good fullback, except I, I don't know if he has the speed or acceleration to go with those premier key forwards,
1: you know? I think certainly Hartley has shown enough in what he's done in Essendon and Hawthorne to say that he could step up into fullback for us next year. But without knowing what Cozzy can do, there's no backup defender. That's right.
0: This is <laughs> This is where I'm slightly frustrated that we didn't even get one look. And I don't know what the implication is. Is he not ready? Is that why? Because he hasn't played.
1: He hasn't debuted because he's simply not up to the standard. In which case, that's also worrying. Well, he looked pretty good in that in that practice match at the start of the year, but he unfortunately injured his shoulder. Mm. We we didn't see much of him from there. We didn't hear much about him either from the club. No, that's that's part of my point. And he's not contracted either, so he he could still leave. Um, so there's so many things that I reckon we must be chasing someone, and we'll get to some of the people we might be chasing. You know, I know you want to see Benny Brown at fullback. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's uh, there's a couple of somehow the uh, the defender factory Adelaide Football Club <laughs> they are um, looking at moving on another key defender, uh, Kyle Hardigan, who they played for much of the year, so he could be a good fit. Big question marks around what we're going to do with the uh, defensive
0: situation at Hawthorne now. It's going to look very different in 2021, I'll tell you that much. With Sicily and Frawley and Stratton not on the team, uh, we're going to have to mobilise pretty quickly and find an answer. Uh, talking about other players, that are no longer on the list. Uh, we actually delisted some blokes, Tiz. Uh, we, we made three delistings and farewell. Darren Minchington, Jackson Ross and Will Gold, who were not offered contracts for the 2021 season.
1: Yes, so Minchington actually took up Will Golds' spot on the list in the SPP after Will Golds unfortunately did an ACL in the pre-season. He's very unlucky, Will Golds, lifelong Hawthorne supporter, and uh, denied an opportunity to retain his spot on the list this year
0: yeah cruel twist of fate if not for that injury who knows but um you have to look at it and say that that was the single biggest factor in him not having a spot on the list which is uh that's very unlucky that's desperately unlucky for Will Golds but that's where it is uh Darren Minchington obviously as you said seized that opportunity and walked into the side on the list and um I mean look I wrote pre-season that this is probably his last roll of the dice in terms of an AFL career. Hawthorne, I guess, just didn't see enough. They played him a couple of times, and whatever he showed it simply wasn't enough for the club, so that's it for Minchington.
1: They certainly gave him an opportunity, and we come to Jackson Ross, who um, doesn't seem to have... Beyond getting onto the emergency list, he never really got a look at a at a game. Um which, having watched him at Box Hill for some time, seems pretty unfair. He was a remarkable goal kicker, certainly hit the scoreboard a lot, but there were criticisms on his game, as every young fella's game is criticised. Um, so I hope these guys can find their way back onto a list maybe in 2022. They probably won't get a go this year, or 2023, when the when the game's recovering from the financial pressures it's under at the moment. But I want to point out that Will Golds um, was steadfastly determined in a post he put to Instagram saying he will be back. Circling back around
0: to uh, Jackson Ross, I'd love to know the specific club criticisms of his game. People were very dissatisfied with the delisting of Jackson Ross and in Clarko we trust, I guess. They must have seen something they didn't like, Tiz, that they they tried to work on
1: and they just hit a roadblock with it. They couldn't make any progress. Well, look, these things happen with players... um... I know there were concerns over his ability to defend in the forward line, that kind of stuff, his pressure acts. In one of the scratch matches, I think they started playing him off the half-back, so that, that there might be some substance to that thinking. Also, he's, he had one position, never really gravitated to another position, which Clarko doesn't seem to enjoy in you know, a player. He likes them to play everywhere. So these aren't decisions Hawthorne would have wanted to take at the start of the year, obviously, but... Their hands are forced because, and we still don't know what the list size is going to be, do we? So I've heard thirty-eight, but you know, this is there's nothing
0: concrete in that. There's been no official release, so really the clubs are just walking into this blindly. Still, um, I mean, if if you're going to make
1: delistings, three is a sensible number. I wouldn't go say eleven. Yeah, well, I think we usually have an overhaul of about six, don't we? Yeah, so.
0: But but as long as you don't know what the state of play is, of course you operate conservatively. And, and I think three is a fair enough number. Um Minchington, me personally, I think Minchington, that's a fair enough delisting. Golds, incredibly unlucky. And Ross, uh, I have questions about that, but th- there might be more to come.
1: So we'll wait to see what happens with that. And we've lost another assistant coach with Adam Uze heading back to Melbourne. Yeah, how would you feel about that? Oh, he's been in Hawthorne a long time. Um If he wants to go back to Melbourne, that's fine. About a decade in the brown and gold at this point. Yeah, terrific servant to us, and he's been there for (laughs) some of the best moments, and he's also carried the can for some poor on-field displays as well. So it's just par par for the course, and uh, obviously he's got huge ties with Melbourne, and best of luck. He joined Scott Burns on the way out. He's off to Adelaide, of course. So there's going to be some overhaul in the box. And with Damien Carroll's departure, it might be that we only replace these two guys with one. It could be that stoppages and, and the midfield coach or the clearances and the midfield coach become in the same role, just in a, in a way we're trying to maintain some funds. But it'll be good to have some new thought, won't it, in, in and around the club? I think
0: so yeah it's something that the media is not making uh very much noise about perhaps because there's still footy going on but this is a a club that's going to look very different heading into 2021 not only on-field personnel but the off-field makeup as well is uh th- th- you know we go on about like oh it's an end of an era for Hawthorne this is an end of an era in ways that we didn't really predict I mean you've got both on-field and off-field now it's Going to be very curious times indeed with Hawthorne Footy Club. Yeah, I would say new era now. Yes, uh. <laughs> yes.
1: We're way past that, chat. It is a new era. We're in it. It's happening. And there's been a recommitment from from Clarkson, which was underlined by Geoffrey during the Best and Fairest. In no uncertain terms, he would not be leaving and would see out his contract. And it was something we called for about two or three months ago when it was headlining... Some of the AFL shows and your mate Damo was going along with it. The thing about Jeff is, like,
0: good on him for getting on the front foot in that PCM and and saying it blatantly, saying it outright and reassuring supporters that, no, Clarkson is staying put. But the thing about Jeff is he's constantly putting out fires that he himself starts. Like, if he had to just phrase things, articulated things just a little bit differently to begin with, there wouldn't be any speculation, but because he's so weird and coy about this stuff he he just makes trouble for himself don't you think
1: i guess so but you know clarkos big enough to handle it at the time i felt that they were both trying to engineer a way to get the focus off the actual on-field performances and i think that worked quite well <laughs> 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 oh dear uh, we heard
0: from Enns at hook talk pod is there any news on who the hawks are looking at to replace uze and burns uh Well, I don't know about you, Tiz, I haven't heard anything, and I'm kind of satisfied with that, because there should probably be some sort of process in place. I'd be a bit irked if,
1: if there was like a knee-jerk reaction to suddenly fill those roles. Well, one of the candidates that I had shortlisted, uh, unfortunately, has already gone. Don Pike, now at Sydney. Um, I was hoping he could, uh, you know, run our next camp. Jeez, you thought Kokoda was hard before. <laughs> Yeah. Now with power stance. And uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Dean Solomon's looking for a spot. There's so many blokes out there looking for a spot. I wouldn't have thought Dean Solomon would be too welcome after some of his exploits against Hawthorne, but he does seem to be one of the most highly touted out there, so well, much like players coming off lists uh, because they're, they're kind of forced to with the,
0: the changing landscape of things, as you've mentioned before, it's going to be the same deal with staff. It's not going to be a shallow pool to pick from, I think. People are going to want to stay in the industry,
1: and uh, you know, we'll have to do our due diligence and look at the candidates. And this is the time to go and get new, fresh ideas and bring them into the football club. You'll probably get them at, at, at lower than going rate which is good in terms of our bottom line, but also some of these blokes, it might have taken you a couple of years to get them out of the of the club they were already at, and now they're just on the open market for you, and if you can pitch your best shot to them and bring them, um, that's your best chance at rejuvenating your ideas and your game plan. Exactly right.
0: Let's take a look at the things now that uh, are kind of staying firm and staying constant around the Hawthorne Footy Club. Now, this is something we first mentioned on the pod a few weeks back that has picked up steam since. Uh, Fox Footy reporting that Ollie Hanrahan will sign a one-year deal to remain with Hawthorne, which is uh, precisely what we reported. Yeah, which is good to see. Ollie has earned that, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's also been chatter uh, from both The Herald Sun and AFL.com.au concerning Jack Scrimshaw, who's been tipped to score a two-year extension. And the way people are talking about that... Uh, it's pretty much a done deal. So I guess we're just awaiting for the official announcement there.
1: Come on, keep going. You're getting you're burying the lead here, mate. <laughs> Who else is touted to be getting another year? All
0: right, okay. You'll make Connor Nash. <laughs> it's been reported <laughs> that uh Nash along with several other players are locked in for next year at Hawthorne. Again, none of this is official so far, but we have got Connor Nash, Reeves, Morrison, Jecker, and category B rookie Harry Pepper all awaiting deals. Uh, How and Greaves also tipped a sign at this point. There's some ambiguity around Jones, Moore, Jeth, Walker and Coszy attributed to the lack of clarity around list sizes at the at this point. But, I mean, it's a fair few names
1: that we're going to retain there, by the sounds of it. Yes, yeah, so I guess um, Harry Pepper's the most curious one there. We've obviously, Emerson Jecker, we've had good reports about him, but I, I've heard very little about Harry Pepper. And... Um, curious to see more and GF who played some quite good games um to be still hanging around but i guess that's that's what happens when you don't know how many spots you've got on the list also if they're bringing anyone in if they're bringing in any free agents they've got to create space for them as well exactly that's why this whole thing is so frustrating this is the fun part this is the the rumors and innuendo and Who's Hawthorne been seeing? And it's much harder to do now because you can't just go and camp out the front of the Hawthorne Footy Club and try and pick who that player is walking in. Or uh, Well, well, you did have to get up early, though, didn't you? uh, Because Clarko liked meeting him about 5.30. These days you have to hijack Zoom calls. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already missed out on two, it seems. Yeah, it
0: seems like, uh, by reports, we were interested in Ruckman Braden Pruce, who uh, has since nominated the Giants, and sensibly, it must be said, I mean, he started at North Melbourne and, it, and was behind Goldstein and thought, I'm not getting an opportunity here, I'll go to Melbourne. <laughs> I mean, come on, mate. Everyone at the time said that was a weird move, and hey, presto, turned out to be a weird move. So how old is Braden? So it turns
1: out he's 25. Which is uh, a good age. That's what we should be looking at. That's exactly the bracket we want to be looking at. Um, Segler won't be there in three or four years' time, you'd expect. Um, Ned Reeves will probably be coming through at that point. So if we could have a 30-year-old Proust and Ned Reeves, that would look quite good as a twin ruck setup. So it's a little disappointing, but, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't impressed me, but then again, we haven't seen him. But I love that he turned up at Melbourne and they made the other Ruckman captain. That's just <laughs> terrific.
0: Uh, the other guy that apparently we had interest in is uh, Aidan Corr, who is all but uh, certain to to join North Melbourne, unfortunately. That's very
1: concerning, is it not? To miss out on a player to North? At this stage of the game, yeah, it really is. He's a North supporter, though, isn't he, as a boy? Oh, is he? Okay, well, that that might swing it. So is that it? Is that all we're looking at? That's that's all I've heard from the media. Just the guys we've missed out on. Yeah.
0: Um that that might be it for the time being, Tiz. <laughs> I don't know if we're looking at anyone else. Uh we heard from Andrew at Hawk Talk Pod. The club was linked to Proust, linked to Cor. Both of them rejected our advances. Are we no longer in the destination club window?
1: Uh well, yeah, we can, we may well be. But, you know, that that kind of stuff happens. Clubs go in and out of favour. Um, that's probably why Jeffrey came out and underlined that Clark would be staying, because uh, you don't want that kind of uncertainty as a player show at a club, show up at a club, and the bloke that brought you in has left. I know that we pushed up the price for Darcy Moore at Collingwood. We would have done anything to bring him across to Hawthorne. I've heard uh, Witherden at Brisbane might be gettable. He'd be very good for us. Jaden Stevenson from Collingwood. What do you think? He's a little bit lazy, but he, you know, he's got he's got tickets on himself, doesn't he? So I don't mind that. L- l- let's just hit the pause button on that.
0: Uh, he's lazy, but he's got tickets on himself. Oh, sign me up! No, they sound like great qualities. What a combo! By tickets, I mean he bets on himself. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oddly enough, that didn't redeem him in my eyes. Perhaps
1: you will love the redeemable Brad Crouch. Talk about lazy. Brad Slouch. Oh, wow. Uh, So he's lost a grand final. (laughs) They put that on the CV, do they? Well, which is always something that is a driver for a lot of players. Um, So if you bring them into your club, you can be sure there's a burning desire in them. Um, To me, he's just a little bit too much... Like what we've already got Yeah, look, it's same-same for the players
0: we've got in the midfield And two same-same for the players that we've got f- coming through Who are pushing for a spot in that part of the ground So, look, I don't dismiss it out of hand I mean, he would need to be cheap for me to be interested
1: Yeah, how, how cheap is um, cheap enough? Is, is free cheap enough? you that- still got to pay him a wage oh, Yeah, I know, but he's free to bring into the club
0: Yeah, this gets the Alan Partridge shrug from me If anyone's seen that, just whatever. Uh, Look, if we ended up with Brad Brad Crouch, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Not the target I'm
1: after, Tiz. So if it happens, whatever. I remember we targeted him in the past, didn't we? And uh, didn't get him. And then now he's had this little drug thing over in Adelaide. I hardly think it's the time to go and get him. Um, Just let Jones mature is my attitude. And obviously Cousins, I don't know what would happen to his career if If Crouch turned up, we'd probably have to find him another club.
0: Yeah, well, Cousins is signed through to the end of 2021. And uh, if Crouch was pinching his spot and just sliding into that queue of midfielders, uh, Cousins would probably leave. And me personally, I don't want that to happen. I think Cousins could be a very good player. And he's a lot younger. So let's just uh, just stay the course, eh? Or if you are going to bring in a midfielder, bring in someone that brings something different to that mix. Don't get a carbon copy of what we already
1: have. All right, how about a 21-year-old Harry Perryman of GWS? See, that's a little better. I would love to get someone like Harry Perryman into Hawthorne. I think that's exactly the kind of driving force we need. I know we're heavily linked to Jared Polak, but if we could possibly avoid that future, that would uh, really please me. (laughs) (laughs) Mason Wood. Another North player is apparently on the move. Are we just going to go through all 11 North players? What is this? No, and of course Benny Brown, who we've already mentioned, and the other bloke that I saw curiously linked but I think would never happen is Jack Higgins. Yeah, what is happening with him? I thought he was Richmond through and through, but uh, is he gettable? I don't know. I think Richmond would give him another year that, that wouldn't move him on. That seemed very, very, a very poor decision. Almost as poor as killing off their women's team. Um, for one of the richest clubs in the country. But, you know,
0: whatever. Well, you know, that's the funny thing, is that uh, North Melbourne retains their VFLW team and Richmond killed theirs. So, go figure.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that's a great argument. They've never been good at financial decision-making, so um, we'll probably just have to pick up the pieces for North, to be honest. (laughs) And they're getting ruse, if rumours are fact. Anyway, the North Talk pod should be interesting listening. (laughs) Wow, there's a plug I didn't
0: expect when we hit record. (laughs) Listeners, just to let you know, Tiz took a sip of Coke then and (laughs) got him right in the sweet spot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, look, um, we'll keep an eye on things. As far as the media is concerned, we are not flush with targets right now. And, you know... This, again, is where it would be handy to have an idea of list sizes. We might be more uh, inclined to chase people if we knew what the hell was going on. But at this stage, we'll just wait to see what happens. Um, some other news that came out during the past week was surgery for Mitchell and Nash has them sidelined for three to four months. Yeah, Connor went under a shoulder reconstruction, and so did Tom. And so did Tom. he lead with Connor and put
1: the <laughs> 2018 Brownlow medalist second. You are ridiculous. Uh, It's all about the future, Chief. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm just absolutely ragging people now with that. Anyway, um, it's estimated they're going to return to training after Christmas, which is apparently when training begins, because we've got a delayed start to the AFL season next year.
0: So on the surface of it, three to four months doesn't look too great, but they're not exactly missing any work. Um, they're, they're not missing any footy training, so you know it could be a lot worse.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think we should mention that the AFL free agency period actually begins on October 30 and ends on the 6th of November, so any players looking to leave, we will know by the 6th and I'm talking about Isaac Smith there, obviously, who's rumoured to be heading to Melbourne on a three-year deal uh, which they're umming and ahhing over. Well, it, it would mean
0: that by the time that deal's up, he'd be 35.
1: Yeah, but he, he started late. He did. And uh, not, you know, I think he missed a few games this year, but he's very, very durable. So it doesn't look good, does it? It looks like he's on the way out because he has got
0: Melbourne as the... Uh, well, I don't think Hawthorne are, Hawthorne are going to offer him three, are they? I've heard that they've offered him two with a trigger for a third, which is obviously not the same, but that's the most competitive offer that Hawthorne's put up. Um, Then you've got, obviously, we mentioned Melbourne, uh, a sort of first in line, and then we've heard beneath them now, the Bulldogs and Carlton might be circling as well. and I've I've even heard talk of uh,
1: Brisbane too, but I don't know how legit that is. Have Carlton got a special dispensation to just have the most extraordinarily lengthy list of all time? (laughs) They're just into everybody. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they've been very reactive. It adds more to my theory that... Their bid on Adam Saad is just to see the hangar burn. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's kicked off in spectacular fashion so far. Have you seen what Essendon are asking for Saad? Mikhail Walsh? Which is absolutely ridiculous, because he's a draft one pick for Adam Saad. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, look, Smith, he's gone, yep. Yeah?
0: It doesn't look good. If we do happen to retain him, I'll be overjoyed. He's one of my favourite Hawks and has been for a long time, so... Look, I, I fingers crossed, I hope he stays, but I just
1: don't think it looks good at this stage. Well, if he does stay, uh, one of the younger fellas falls off the list and we lose that talent. When you put it like that, yeah, that would also be a shame. And you couldn't deny him, you know, finding another year to earn money as he goes forward. Um, he's been a fantastic player for us. And uh, he's a bit of the heart and soul of the footy club too. So it would be a real loss in terms of the energy around the joint.
0: AFL for fans at Hook Talk Pod hit us up. Uh, a supporter is entitled to be pissed if Smith walks out in the club. We're at our lowest point in years. Smith has had team success, benefited from great leaders during his development. Potentially jumping ship makes no sense to me.
1: Um, loyalty in 2020 is um, pretty scarce. Mm. In both ways. And loyalty's a two-way street. So... I think um, Smithy's taken unders during that successful period and he's entitled to go leave and and get more than he probably ought to over 30 at another club. If you want to be pissed
0: about Smith leaving, um, I would say to Hawthorne fans it's your prerogative, but has he not delivered us plenty of great moments? Has he not given his all for the club? I mean, he helped us to three premierships and some of the most amazing highlights we saw in that time, so... If you want to be upset, then by all means. But I just don't see the point. Just celebrate the career if he happens to leave.
1: And you don't want to, you don't want to stymie a player from leaving. Essendon's feeling the pushback from that. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to embrace the fact that these guys want to determine their own future and uh, make the most of it. Something
0: that we, uh, we, I mean, we took a bit of a breather from the pod there for a while. Uh, something we didn't get to recap was the uh, PCM results. So we've got our list of award winners here. Obviously, the uh,
1: Peter Crimmins medalist was Jack Gunston. What a great night that was. They produced that really well. They had uh, Dunstall bringing the night together, and then they had Harford on the Zoom with some of the players. And It was a very enjoyable evening. They had a fantastic uh, presentation uh, read by Peter Knights about John Kennedy Sr. Um, it was a beautiful night, put well put together and um, actually being able to see the season highlights rather than being at the venue and squinting at the screens that they've got around was good and it was quite an enjoyable um, poll too because there are lots of changes in the lead and it looked like Tom Mitchell, who finished runner-up, might win another one but the stunning uh, highlight was third Chad Wingard in his second year with the club that's a, that's a big effort
0: yeah, in an otherwise pretty predictable sort of list of awards, I felt, uh, Chad Wingard for me was a surprise, third place. And Will Day finished in the top ten, which is incredible. Awarded, of course, best first-year player. It couldn't be anyone else. Uh, most improved was Jack Scrimshaw, that was my tip. Best club man, Paul Poopolo, Most consistent, uh, we circle back around to Jack Gunston, who had himself a pretty good
1: night. Yeah, that really got me, because I thought, oh... Right, if they've given him most consistent, then the PCM's probably out of the question. Well, that's that's the trap I fall into with
0: these award nights, is, oh, uh, well, you know, they're not going to double up on awards, they're going to spread the love around. No, no, he was most consistent, and he was the best. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> consistent, best, and fairest, Jack Gunston.
0: It's fair enough, really. Uh, we heard from Jeff on that night as well, as we've already mentioned. We also heard from Jeff recently in his latest letter uh, in which he was talking about board members Lucinda Nolan and Richard Garvey retiring. So the club are looking for two replacements, and they've chosen Luke Stambolis, managing director of ProBuild, which is a large Australian construction company, and Owen Wilson, not that Owen Wilson, Tiz. Uh, we're talking about the CEO of REA, which is a global digital advertising company specialising in property. And uh, they've put those two forward, and Deputy President Peter Nankerville is also up for re-election, and so is Jeff himself, who wrote, and this is the part that amused me most, Tiz, I'll be standing again for the presidency, as I've previously indicated. You can decide the value
1: or otherwise of what I bring to the club. <laughs> I tell you what, they're, they're a couple of good gets, aren't they? Pro build. Enormous company. And probably probably very useful at this time when we're building. <laughs> well, I've heard that Dingley is shovel ready, Tiz. And uh, if you really wanted any any kind of clout in the digital marketing sector, you couldn't really look past the RIA group. So yeah, um, that has bolstered the club really well, and and I'm impressed by those gets. Is it RIA? I said REA. It was capitalised. Cut me a break, people. So that augurs well for the financial future of the club in, in this, uh, what do we say, unprecedented times you know you know these unprecedented times the longer this goes on
0: they're they're very quickly getting precedented (laughs) (laughs) moving on to miscellaneous listener questions uh now we've got a couple here that kind of overlapped Uh, These questions from Peter and Navin. We'll start with Peter first. According to the AFL website, the Hawks are linked to no players in particular. Does this suggest a change in the long-lasting strategy of topping up with ready-made players at the Hawks? And Navin chimes in similarly. uh, Who are the Hawks targeting? Their philosophy is always
1: to trade picks for players. Has the time come for them to do the opposite? So, yeah, I do think we're looking at bringing in younger players. Any ready-made players, I don't think they're usually over 24. I think the club is focused on getting players under 25, unless they're, you know, a key position player. Um, And we need them to be competitive. I mean, we don't want to completely bottom out. We want to provide a structure around which these boys can develop. So I'm not sure if we'll be getting rid of any of our currently listed players to try and get further up the order. I I actually think we'll probably take our first-round pick move out, um, pick 20, maybe move back further in the draft, match Connor Downey um, with something in the late third, or two in the late third, something like that. Um, We can even go into arrears, but I wouldn't advise that um, because we'll probably have a high pick next year and we don't want to go back two places because... Anyway, all these kind of things... And just like we see Jackson Ross and Will Golds as being talent coming off our list that wouldn't necessarily have left the club, um, that's happening at other clubs. And they could be in positions that we need. We'll get to the socials soon, but before we do, uh, let's talk about the prelims this weekend. I mean, who have we got? Geelong and Brisbane and uh, Richmond taking on Port Adelaide. Two good games. I mean, the first week of finals was excellent the second week was predictable I think the only final that's gone against the latter positions was west coast Collingwood and I would fully expect that the finals progress exactly as they should with Brisbane winning and Port Adelaide winning
0: that, that is certainly the best case scenario for us as Hawthorne supporters I think and what we don't want is the nightmare scenario of both Richmond and Geelong getting in because that'll be like Alien versus Predator Tiz. Uh, no matter who wins, we lose. To be honest, I do not want to put up with it.
1: Yeah, but what if you got Port Adelaide, Geelong, and they just absolutely tore them to shreds in retaliation for 2007? <sighs> It'd be sweet.
0: I would definitely enjoy it. But uh, I just can't take the risk... I don't want either Richmond or Geelong in the frame. I want to watch a grand final, Port Adelaide battling Brisbane, and just seeing a great contest where I'd be happy for either team to win. Well, actually, I'd be happy for Birchall to get his fifth. So I'd know I know who I'd want to win, but I'd be very, very entertained and happy to watch that game play out. I saw
1: Birch this week saying, all you have to do is back yourself. He knows how to beat Geelong. <laughs> I think Brisbane have it in them. I think they're very confident. Um... He's got them up and about, doesn't he? There's a certain swagger at at the lines that I enjoy. It's not a sort of demeaning to their opposition swagger. It's just a, a confidence that they can get it done. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Especially after Lockie Neal didn't look so good. In the first half of that first final, yet they came out and won. These are two games
0: that could genuinely go either way. So it's going to be, well, the stage is set for a fantastic weekend
1: of footy. I just hope the results go the way that we want. Yeah, I'd just say enjoy it. I think they'll be quite entertaining games. Um, I think Richmond might be pushing a little bit too far now. I think I think this is the limit. This is four prelims in a row. You usually drop off either now or, or next year. So I just can't wait to continue the tradition of uh, posting
0: that picture with... Uh clarko with the two thumbs up saying hey boys pretty tough to win these flags
1: isn't it you should try three in a row i've got to say i don't want to have to go into 2021 wondering if they can get three in a row that's not something i'll be looking forward to no you're damn right i do not want to deal with that this is one case where social
0: distancing comes in handy mate i don't get to go anywhere near richmond or swan street Don't need to be near that mob, anywhere near them at all. Uh, We should wrap up, mate. Let's get to some socials. Now, if you do love the show, listeners, jump on Apple Podcasts and tell everyone about it. Rate and review us. We heard from Adam P1204, who wrote, This is an awesome podcast. Nick and Tiz present a positive and balanced view on each game with a wonderful dose of good, lighthearted humor. Keep up the good work, gents, as I look forward to your pod each week. Thanks for all your effort. If you love the Hawks, this is a must-listen in your weekly ingestion of entertainment and news. Very kind from Adam there. Five stars. And you can join us over on Twitter as well, at HawktalkPod. We're surging towards 2,400 followers, which, uh, you know, even though it's been our off-season for a little while for Hawthorne, uh, that number just keeps on ticking up. It's great to see people get on board. Uh, Facebook, you can jump on board there too. This great community over on Facebook, facebook.com slash hawk talk pod is where you want to hit us up. And uh, the big one for us, if you do want to support the show, patreon.com slash hawk talk pod is where you can jump on and subscribe any tier you like. You can also jump on as a yearly member as well. There's perks for all the different tiers, patreon.com slash hawk talk pod. So what are we going to do for grand final day, Nick? What are we allowed to do? (laughs) I feel like it's the question of 2020 on everyone's lips. What
1: are we allowed to do, Tiz? Well, last year I was having beers with Sean Burgoyne in in Richmond. That was pretty good. Clang. (laughs) Do you want to pick up that name you just dropped? (laughs) Oh, that was good fun. Do you reckon he came back to Victoria? I reckon like most of the fellas, they'd still be enjoying the rest of australia
0: i have no idea what they're up to i mean this is where instagram comes in handy i know james sicily is back playing call of duty and has been for some time (laughs) is that what he's gonna do all next year i must admit i clicked on yesterday's stream and uh i was trying to work out he was with a he was in some sort of uh party and i think one of them might have been jack scrimshaw judging by the screen name but i can't confirm that I'd be curious to know
1: just how many Hawks are playing Call of Duty over the off-season. This is all too, you know, I played computer games as a youngster, but uh, we had to connect cables to play against each other. This is all newfangled tech to me. It's curious to me they don't play that AFL game that you like. Which one? Mascot Manor. (laughs) No, not Mascot Manor. That has to be the worst
0: AFL game of all time. You couldn't even complete it, could you? I couldn't complete it. Now, this is a genuine plea to anyone listening, (laughs) including, I think, True Blue Games, the developer or Wizard or whatever it is. I can't choose a different mascot. I obviously went with Hawker. And you play the game, and you hit a roadblock, and then I'm like, okay, well, I can't progress any further with Hawker, so I'll just go go and choose a ma- another mascot. Fascinating. Couldn't get to a character select screen, so I thought, okay, well, I'll just reset the game and start again. You reset the game, and it locks you into the mascot you first chose when you turned on the game. Is that right? Uh, it's shocking. <laughs> This is uh, the Hawk Talk Pod tech corner. (laughs) Genuinely, if anyone owns a copy of Mascot Manor, please, for the love of God, tell me how to select a different mascot. Because the idea is, I'm going to do a Let's Play for the Hawk Talk Pod socials. I'm going to actually upload me playing this game. But I can't play as any other club. I can't play as anyone but Hawker. You're not James Sicily, mate. No one's going to watch. I'll show you, mate. Mascot Manor speedrun on YouTube. It's coming. True Blue Games will uh, probably give you... Well, I don't know. They're probably defunct, are they? Well, I hit them up on Twitter. I got no response.
1: I've been searching <laughs> for the answer to this problem for
0: so long.
1: No. Okay, that's enough of that. Does um, James actually get any money for like broadcasting his efforts? In like, Does that happen? If James Sicily streams away to beat Mascot
0: Matter, he can have all the money in the world from me, mate. <laughs> I'll buy another membership. <laughs> what a weird note to end on. Lockdown does things to people. That's all I'll say This has been another edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast We'll be back real soon uh, With uh, free agency opening up,
1: Tears. We'll soon have a lot to talk about, I imagine Yeah, it's all beginning Of course, draft night will be the big thing for us
0: Yep, you can expect us to be back for all that stuff Providing rolling coverage as it unfolds We are a happy team at Hawthorne